the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show, heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And please go to our website, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all of the shows on podcasts once they were aired on, uh, on Faith Talk. And this is a listener-guided show, so uh, you can donate through the website as well. Just look for that little purple button, and it'll walk you through all of the all the things to do that. I'm very excited about the guest I have right now, Pastor Jose Gonzalez. Yes, thank you for the invite. <laughs> Good to have you on Rescuers. Um, working for United Churches and government to serve communities. Yes, that's what go, we do. We're going to go deeper into those things. But right now, for our worldwide audience, I would like for you to tell us uh, your backstory. How did you get to this point in your life? Well, you know, uh, on uh, about 20 years ago, I started uh, coordinating huge events for the Hispanic churches, even for Luis Palau and for other big names in the Christian world. And once these uh, people for the government, they saw that I was coordinating uh, events for thousands and thousands of people, they were curious about meeting me. And once they met me, the Lord gave me grace and favor with all of them. Then it, they invited me to be praying in their offices. They invited me to be part of their team. And, and they were asking me a, a prayer for their families. And that's how we started a very close relationship with Governor Ducey, with Jan Brewer, with uh, uh, John McCain, and many others. That's very good. And when you say um, those were corporations or government entities, all over the all over the board. Well, it, they were just uh, politicians, okay. you know, just trying to yeah. uh, ask me help to connect them with the Hispanic community. Well, that that's that's amazing because they knew one thing they could trust with you is the prayer. Yes, I've been praying with many of those uh, people in the government. You and I prayed together. Yes, that's right. We, <laughs> you and I, we've been praying together at the Lamb Forum Prayer Breakfast and in other events. That's right. Yeah. So uh, you're, are you a native of Arizona? Where, 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 uh, where did I've you... been here since 1995. Okay. I came from Los Angeles. 
Any details about your growing up to this point that you'd like to share? Yes, I started as a Southern Baptist pastor here in Arizona for 13 years. And then the Lord called me to do something different, to be uh, helping the Hispanic communities and connecting the churches with business people and with the government. And that's one of the things that we're doing right now. So he was asking you just to be available. Yes, <laughs> yes, but also right now I'm a, a hospice chaplain as well. Uh, that That is a heartfelt uh, ministry right there. Yes, it's a very special call to be with people who know they're going to die in the next days yeah. or weeks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They know when they're in the final stages. But <clears throat> that is so different than just ordinary ministry, right? Yes, it is. And one of the things that I've learned from these people is that at the end of their lives, the most important things in their lives is family and God. We have people who are multimillionaires, people who are homeless, and they go to the same level. They just want to know how to reconcile with God and how to reconcile with the family. So you probably meet those that maybe don't know God? Yes. Some that, of them were atheists, yeah. and the Lord has gave me the opportunity to lead to the Lord three atheists wow. at the end of their lives. What a great uh, ministry that is for you. Yes. That's and and for those families. Yes. Yeah. So um, so you were, you mentioned you were with the Hispanic Baptist Church for... for 13 of, years. Okay. And how did that begin? Well, you know, I was in California, and I was an assistant pastor for a big church, and the Lord laid in my heart to move out of the church and to start a new church, but I didn't know where. So I started praying. I visited different cities, but... When I came to Phoenix and I was here just walking and praying, the Lord clearly told me, this is the city where I want you. So I came to Phoenix and I called the Southern Baptist Association here. And uh, it happened that one of my friends was here and he did answer the phone. And he said, Jose, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I just came from California and I'm here to start a new church. And he said, that's exactly what I'm doing here. I came from California to help Hispanic pastors to start new churches. So that's what the Southern Association called me for. Wow, it was like a miracle. And then we connected and we started uh, working together. And that church is is now running still, and yes, has a great history now, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. So, um, you've been attached to some pretty large um, gatherings and um, uh, evangelistic crusades, concerts. That's right. Uh, let's walk through each one of those, and 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 what do you do for them, and and how how has that trail well, been? Well, the Lord laid in my heart that when I came here, I didn't see those big events for the Hispanic community in the churches. And I came from Los Angeles where we used to go to huge events for thousands. So I started praying, and then I talked to one of the most famous uh, Hispanic Christian musicians like Marcos and other uh, evangelists like uh, um, Alberto Motesi's kind of Luis Palau, and they are even good friends. So I called them, and I talked to them about what I wanted to do, and then they trusted in me. And so we 
we started coordinating those huge events for thousands, 20,000, 13,000, uniting even up to 300 Hispanic churches all over the state. Wow. Do you do you uh do you do other work outside of Arizona or is this all no, within Arizona? Just here. Nice. Yes. What's well, that? Well, you know, I have been getting some phone calls from different states. They want to do the prayer breakfast, the law enforcement firefighters prayer breakfast in other states. So that's what they want to do and they ask me, they interview me about how did did I start this? How do I get the funds and that's that's you know, they want this in other states. Yeah, so they know you have those, those uh, um, the ability to do that. How in the heck did you get started doing that? Especially law enforcement, firefighters. Um, you just don't wake up one day, or did you, and say, no. I want to do that. <laughs> you know, you know John McCartan, you know? Yeah. Yes. He invited me to be one of the keynote speakers for the East Valley uh, Mayor Prayer Breakfast that they have. And I went there. That was back in 2014. And while I was there speaking, the Lord laid in my heart. I want you to do this, but not for the mayors. I want you to do this for the first responders. And then after that, I started praying for a few weeks. I talked to Bill Montgomery, who's been a great friend of mine. I talked to Chief Garcia, who was the chief then, and, and other police and other authorities and the governor. And they all told me, yes, do it. And to... uh the Edsons. The Edsons have been a blessing right from the very beginning. Uh, when I talked to them and shared my vision about the prayer breakfast, they immediately gave me all their support. And that's how it started. And the first uh, prayer breakfast, we had over 500 attendees. I remember Bill Montgomery coming to the event. He was going to be the keynote speaker and said, Jose, I thought that if we had 80 attendees, that will be very successful, but <laughs> we're having more than 500. And since then, we've been having over 1,000. Thousand. You've been there in yes. those events. Yes, thousands. And and uh, and GCU became, they opened their door to you. Yeah, they, they opened the door. We started the first one at the North Phoenix Baptist Church, and the next year we had it at the Phoenix Convention Center. They were very nice. They charged me one dollar for the venue because they said what you're doing is for the city is for wow. our first responders I remember that the guy said I don't know if you're going to be able to afford this we're going to charge, charge one dollar because <laughs> what you're doing for our first responders is great but then I talked to GCU and GCU said well what about not even one dollar Oh and I said, okay, gosh. I'll go there. <laughs> yeah, we pay for the breakfast. We pay, we yeah. pay for security, for yeah. other things. Yeah. But yeah. GCU has been a great, uh, great supporter. Wow. For, and the, it, and for this breakfast for the first responders. It's so popular. Yes, right now. And, uh, and I know the date is already set for this year as yes. well. <laughs> May 10th, yes. <laughs> and and um, I don't know if I've missed one. Maybe in the beginning. I'm not sure, but uh, I love I love. You were one of our MCs once, remember, two, three years ago. I did. Yes. That was a great did honor. A good job. That yes. was a great honor. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned Christian concerts as well. Yes, Hispanic Christian concerts uh, for Marcos Witt, Jesus Adrian Romero. Those are one of the biggest names in the Hispanic community, kind of Michael W. Smith in the speaking English Christian world. You know, so I talked to them. They called me when they knew what I was doing, 
and they they trusted in me say okay let's do it and it, those uh, concerts were very successful as well wow so you have listed uh in, in, in information on your background training events for hispanic churches and pastors that's right you know i was part of the hispanic ministry for uh Rick Warren. And I work with the Hispanic. I didn't work for them. I just work helping and coordinating with some churches for the Hispanic ministry of John Maxwell. And then I was invited to travel to different states with the uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. So I went to different states representing the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It was a big honor for me. I never met him, but I work with some of their employees. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Also, I did work for Luis Palau over a year in the crusade here in in the Valley. Remember that? I think we were on the committee together. Yes, that's right. We were (laughs) in the same committee. That's right. Yeah. It was a big success. Big success. Over 100,000 people. Yes, over 100,000 people. Yeah. So... um, my gosh, you're you're just an amazing guy, and you're there and ready. Uh, what Jesus asked each one of us to do, just be ready, and I have a plan for you, right? Yes. And that plan is is what you're doing. I'm connecting right now, connecting the Hispanic community with the government, with uh, white churches, and also with uh, business people to work together in the community to doing different uh, events. Right now, I'm working with uh, Kevin Youngblood. You know him? Oh, yes. Yes, okay. Yes. We're working on a huge project yeah. right now, statewide. Good. Yes. Good. He's the guy to do it. Yes, <laughs> yes. So um, uh, you were also, uh, you know, we talked about the law enforcement and firefighters uh, prayer breakfast, uh, and you are the founder of that. Yes, correct. Right? Yeah. And it's held, uh, held every year. Um, For eight years, we've been We've been having it for eight years. Eight years now. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you know, Governor Ducey was there every single year. Yeah. So I thank him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, and then there's the governor's prayer breakfast. I don't know if you were involved with that or not. No, but I've been attending those yeah. events, yes. You have written three books. Three books. Tell us about each one of those. Okay. One of them is in English and Spanish. The other two are only in Spanish. So, But the one that is in English is uh, Transformed by the Spirit. Yeah. It is about the work of the Holy Spirit from the inside to the outside. How the Holy Spirit starts working, starts working from the inside, from our heart, from our soul. You know, sometimes we become Christians and we want to change by the outside. Just we start doing this, we change the way of we dress or things like that. But we gotta let the Holy Spirit work from inside and how God deals with us through trials, through tribulations to teach us that we need to be humble before him, that yeah. what we do is not for our glory, is not to show off our abilities, but to do it for God's glory. And, and sometimes the Lord allows us to go through very hard times, just teaching us lessons that we need to learn to be changing from the inside to the outside. That's why it's called Transformed by the Spirit. And all three books are that way, or they each have a different uh, yeah, title? Yeah, it's or? about, this. it's like uh, 
the other one is called uh, How to Be Victorious Without Being Religious. It's, it's, it's in Spanish. It's going to be translated to English as well. And it's like how uh, our pos we need to live according to our position in Christ, what we are in Christ, and uh, how uh, we without Christ are totally lost that We don't have to be religious. We just need to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and believe the Word of God and let the Spirit work in our lives. How, oh, uh, he, he really changes. Yeah. Hey, if you're late uh, tuning in to this episode of the Rescuers Radio Show, uh, my guest is Jose Gonzalez uh, doing magnificent things uh, in Arizona for the Hispanic uh, population, but also... Um, law enforcement, first responders. But, uh, Jose, I, you've received a number of awards uh, for your services and what you've been doing. And one from here. I rem you remember <laughs> Tom Brown? Yes. Tom Brown. Oh, he, he's a very good friend of mine. Yes, he invited to one of the events, you know, and then he called me and said, hey, you need to come, to, you know, register to this event. I don't see you that you, you're already registered. And I said, okay, I'm going to register. And then he invited me to say the invocation. Oh, nice. And then when I was there, big surprise. They called yeah. me to receive this award. I was like, oh, my God. Is it really me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And well, also, Governor Ducey gave me some kind of an award. Remember, I think yeah. you were there. Yeah. That was on November. Yeah. And that was another big surprise. I didn't know that. You know, I was coordinating this event, but the big surprise is that he and his staff decided to give me that award. And then I have three more from uh, Hispanic ministries and one from, uh, it's like Hispanic Chamber of Commerce oh, yeah. for helping and connecting with the business people. Is that Por La, la Casa? It's it's called uh, the Latinos uh, negociantes, which means like the Latinos uh, business people. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one surprise after another. But I know <laughs> that the one who gets the honor and the glory is is Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We can't lose sight of that, and that's that's who's brought you to this point. In your yeah. life, right? Yes, I got the conviction that without him, we're not able to do anything. Mm. And Jesus said, without me, you cannot do anything. And I think what that means is anything you do without me, it doesn't count in the kingdom of God. If you want to do anything that is for the kingdom of God, you need to do it in me and through me and giving the glory to the Lord. And he'll have the plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why we spend... We spend a lot of time praying and fasting yeah. with our team, you know, because we want to see God's face and see what he wants, not what we want. So when you say team, how big of a team do you have? We have about 10 people in our team okay. praying. We got uh, Hispanics, white people, black people. It's a diversity, you know, yeah. like you see in the prayer breakfast, yes. you know. Um, so, um, my gosh. Um, what a ministry, a track of ministry that you you have had and are involved in. Uh, I I remember a time that we were together on a team, particularly praying on the sheriff's office. That's correct. 
And how how does that go? Do you do do that? Is that common for you to break down thousand people? I'm going to meet with ten people or fifteen people for well, that for, for that particular cause. It, it, to me, it is the same thing. If I am doing something, uh, being led by the Lord, whether it's five, ten, or thousands, it is the same thing. I have the same joy, yeah. you know. And uh, I had the opportunity to be kind of a chaplain for the jails when Arpaio was the uh, was a sheriff, you know. And it was a great experience. I didn't know that Joe Arpaio started that ministry for chaplains. Uh, you know, I didn't. Know, that's what he no told idea. me. I have no idea. <laughs> but then he told me. He told me. And, yeah. Yeah. And we were uh, having uh, services in Spanish inside the jail, and we send the Bibles because you're not allowed to go in with Bibles and give Bibles to the people there. They need to come from the publisher. Oh, really? Yeah. That's for protection. Oh, okay. Because because they found some people with a Bible and having some cocaine and drug inside the Bible like nothing. It oh, was very offensive. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So they decided that only the Bibles who will come in or books to the inmates are those coming from the publisher, directly yeah. from the publisher. <laughs> people is crazy. Uh, the, yes, indeed. <laughs> so... Um, do you also do that for the uh, the um, criminal justice system, other prisons? No, just just the no. county. I used to do it for three years when Joe Arpaio was a sheriff. Yeah, okay. Then I started being a chaplain for hospice. I have had a lot of experiences. Like uh, once, uh, I went to see this patient, and the caregiver said he is an atheist. He says he's an atheist. He doesn't want to know anything about God. And I ask, can I talk to uh, his family? And then I talk to the daughter. And the daughter says, Chaplain, if you want to pray with my dad, it's okay. But he doesn't care about prayer, about God. He's been an atheist all his life. But he was about to die. So I talked to him directly to his ear. And I grabbed his hand. And I told him, I want to pray for you. I'm a pastor. If you want me to pray, if it's okay with you, squeeze my hand. And he did squeeze the hand. I said, praise God. And I started praying for him. And after I finished praying, I asked him, I want to lead you in a prayer to reconcile with God. And I shared the gospel in two, three minutes. Jesus Christ is the one who died on a cross. Oh Jesus Christ is alive and, and you're about to die. This is the greatest opportunity you have right now to reconcile with God. And he started crying. And then I said, can I lead you in a prayer to reconcile with God and accept Jesus as Christ and Lord? And he squeezed my hand because he couldn't talk. He was dying. He was actively yeah, dying. Yeah. So he did squeeze my hand, and he was crying. So I led him in a prayer, and about two hours later, he died very peacefully. Oh His family God. couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. So those experiences like, And they thought you. it was something that, that could not yeah. happen. Yeah. They, they thought oh. he's going to reject you. He's going to decline any kind of prayers or God or anything like that. And, and he didn't. You know, like I said, most oh of the gosh. people in hospice, they're open to the, the most two important things in their lives is God and the family. 
And that should be always, not only at the end yeah. of our lives. God and family should be our priority. Sometimes we're doing too many things. We don't have time for God or the family. Like I say, even a millionaire, a guy who was a millionaire, he said, I've been too busy doing my companies, my businesses, and I forgot about God, but I also forgot about my family. Please, chaplain, help me, help oh. me, help me. You know, it's... it's so, yeah. so they haven't thought about it their whole life yeah. until that final step, right? Yeah, some of them reach their goals. They become who they wanted to build their lives but they lost the family. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how rich you are or, yeah. or in everything in between. None of that matters yes. at that point, right? Yes. And another experience in hospice was that once they called me, there's a Hispanic guy in one of our facilities. Uh, would you go and see him? He's from Mexico. He has no family. He's a homeless. So I talked to him and said, I am Jose Gonzalez. I'm the chaplain. And I was talking to him in Spanish and then asking, do you have any family? He said, I have no family. And when I said, I am from Mexico as well. And when I did mention my hometown that is very close to his hometown, he immediately opened his eyes and said, oh, so then you know this colony. Then you know this place. Of course I do. And then he started crying and said, you know what? I have family. Oh. And I have family. I've been a homeless here in Phoenix for 20 years, and they don't know anything about me. Oh my Would God. you like me to contact the family in Mexicali? And he said, is it possible? I said, yes. So I posted in Facebook, we need this family from this place in Mexicali. If anybody knows this person, oh and I posted the name. Three hours later, somebody was calling me, oh. Pastor Gonzalez, we've been looking for this man for 20 years, you know, uh, and I know his brother. And then it was two weeks before Christmas. A few days before Christmas, the family was together with him. He went back to Mexicali and he died there. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing those stories. Yeah, like, yeah. Say, if any of our listeners uh, listening to this program want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yes, they can email me at uh, Jose, G-O-S-E, Gonzalez, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z-Q, as in Queen, at AOL.com. I still have the old one. Jose Gonzalez, you are a rescuer. God <laughs> bless you. you. God bless you, and thank you. Thank you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.